1: Time to bring the
0: bass back. All right, you guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Temple of Hoop Podcast. Opening playoff weekend here with the Bro Kings. Kings, what's going on?
1: Uh, a lot of work, a lot of games. So let's get into <laughs> it,
0: man. <laughs> man, yeah. Let, let's rock. Let, let's start with your boys right away.
1: I know yes, you, so called, you,
0: you called your shot early. Timberwolves in seven. You put it out there in the atmosphere. They definitely came out, handle business game one, on the road, 130 to 117. And Edwards, 36 and six. Cat, 29, 13. Beasley, 23 off the bench. D'Lo, big plays late, even though had an off night. Mm-hmm. Um Man, I just let you go. What was your initial just what was your takeaway from the game, man? Um,
1: I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I watched the game, I, I really just think we're better. Like that's I'm gonna just keep it 100. I, it don't look like a fluke to me. We're clearly the better half court team. Uh the really the only way Memphis can beat us is if if we're playing up and down the whole game. If we if we if we make this a half-court possession by possession battle, we execute at a higher level. Um, I think that um what Memphis is going to have to stop doing, especially with Ja, is they're going to have to start uh, stop trying to run into to the Timberwolves defenders when they attack. Because it seems like for them, it's just we're going to drive in the paint and we're going to force the rest to either cause something or we're going to see if, you know, the Timberwolves are just going to at some point fold and keep letting our physicality take over. And the T-Wolves are not folding. Uh, this is the part of the new mentality like I talked about that Pat Bev and Ant has instilled in this team. You saw Kat giving effort on defense. Uh, you know, a lot of people was wondering: Is Cats' new uh, bravado was it a uh, fake? And I told—I remember—I told. I said, <laughs> "Fake? He make it. And he keeps faking it, and we keep making it. So that hey, man, like it's just—it's just, it's just we, we believe. Like we really believe we're we're a better team. And uh, you know, I told people to pay attention to those regular season matchups because we had this confidence with Memphis all year, and and we stuck with it. So. For us, man, like, we're just a better half-court team. As long as we're making a position by position battle, I, I think we're the better team. Although Memphis is top-to-bottom better than us, I do I do agree with that. Uh, when they took out Steven Adams, you saw me tweet, man, please put back Steven <laughs> Adams in the game. <laughs> because, because Clark was making life hell for us. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be a seven-game series. I, I definitely think Memphis will come out, win next game. I, I, I wouldn't even be shocked if they won game three. But I'm that confident that... When when game six comes, when game six comes, I'm that confident that we will be right there, either up three two or down two three, with ability to win game six. I'm just confident that we will find a way to win this in seven.
0: And that's tough, and just got to harp on that Stephen Adams comment. Man, how many years does it take before these teams realize that he's just a regular season guy? He's what he does is great. He eats up minutes. He's a tank. He's going to survive the whole 82-game grind. But these are the best basketball coaches and scouts in the world, man. They are going to play this dude off the court. This is going since 2017. He has not been playable in in the playoffs. So I think at some point, Taylor Jenkins is going to have to decide, make a decision with that starting lineup. I know coaches like to say, you know, we got to BS, but it's just too much film and history that shows you he can't play. Zero points, three rebounds in 24 minutes. The reason you do play him is because of the offensive glass, the extra possessions he gives you, right? He just wasn't yeah. even doing that. And then Cap was killing him out in space. Can't defend a pick and roll, hemorrhaging a gang of threes. I think the biggest thing that blows well for Minnesota is the how many more threes they got up than the Timberwolves. I think it was 15 more threes, if I recall correctly. I'll double-check that see Minnesota got up 41 threes to 27, 14 more threes than they got with the rate as well as Minnesota suits them. That's not sustainable. That's not something that Memphis can allow to happen in the next game. So they got to lower Stephen Asmin is get more athletic out there and play their game, man. But I think you are correct. This is going to be a long series. I, I put Memphis in five, man, but think about playoffs. It's never about seeding. It's always about matchups. Matchups, yep. So, you know, that is the, the key here. So uh, you got Memphis tied it up next game, but you still, you're still sticking with Minnesota in seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got Memphis tied it up. I think there were some good things they, they did in game one, and especially in terms of game in transition. I think John will definitely have games this year where he does find his shot and his floater from attacking in that in-between area, and he'll start hitting those. I definitely think he'll get a few games of that. I I anticipate game two will be one of those games for him. But I just think over the long run, the execution, the half court, we're just going to take over with that. And uh, the thing with Steven Adams, I understand why he plays, because in Taylor Jacobs' mind, is like he doesn't want to have Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five because it's like he knows Cat is going to be in the perimeter. So that's going to take JJJ from the five spot if JJJ's in to the perimeter and going to remove that rim protection threat that he has. So he he wants to be able to play JJJ as that help side defender where he can kind of roam off the whoever's guarding cat, you know what I mean? And then JJJ kind of takes off a, a guy who's just not a good offensive threat and he kind of roams off that. thing with us is, on the T-Wolves is that that also is a problem because a lot, our, a lot of our guys can just shoot. I mean, we have the McDaniels, we have the
0: uh, – Man, I'm looking at it right now. You know what Ant, I mean? Ant, like, Ant, four threes, McDaniels, two threes, Beasley, four threes, Cat hit two, Beverly hit two. Just a right. bunch of guys. You, you 39% or Naj- forty one percent
1: Even Najee Reed gets him up. You right. know I mean? if you give him the chance to, he'll get him up. So it's just like it's so many of us that shoot threes, it's just hard. You know, i just it's just hard on J Jerry Jackson. A lot of people are thinking between it's like, why is he dominating the boards? It's just it's hard because He's such an important rim protector. If he's not out guarding the perimeter, he has to contest the shots. So somebody else has to rebound. So I understand the real predicament that Taylor Jenkins is in, because not only does Adams allow Steven, uh, allow J.J.J. to roam, Adams is also one of their better rebounders on, on the team. So it's just, it's tough. And that's why I said this was gonna be a tough matchup because, you know I mean? The reason why Grizzlies match up so well with the Warriors is that Draymond Green's not a threat from the three. You know what I mean? yeah, He's yeah, yeah. not a threat from outside. When you're playing against a team like with a guy like Cat, who is a real three-point threat, like right, that, that is tough. That is just tough to defend. And that's been the formula for why Milwaukee's been so successful in the East. That stretch five is just such a game breaker for uh, offensive game planning and for defensive uh scheming. It's, it's just it's just a lot of pressure. And uh, I, I understand Jacob's predicament that he's in, but he's gonna have to figure something out and just <laughs> roll with the park and just trust the athleticism to recover because Adams is just not gonna do it.
0: Right, man. I got to in. It's just when you watch Carl Anthony Towns play, he's just like, you know, you wonder what took so long because he really just does not have a weakness offensively. Right. Like he just, he can do everything. Like he to do everything good. So you just like, that's like the only one that's right. You know, I think he's okay. I think he's okay. He's not Joker, but I think he's just okay at it. But he's just offensively from a scoring standpoint, inside out, you just kind of been waiting for this and it's good. And before we move on, man, we just add Edwards, man. And Edwards, man, I just I can't believe the the discourse around him because he mentioned having other interests outside of basketball. But <laughs> he didn't may not have loved the game, but this dude, man, he's out there. He is competitive. And he wants. He feels like he's the best player on the floor, and he he is making me a fan. He is shooting up my favorite player in the league uh, list, and I think. We both mentioned it. The game is in great hands going forward, man. Dude is 20.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's a fun guy he likes to compete. Like that's just what it is, man. He's not gonna run away from any competition. He Doesn't care what seat the opponent is. Um, but he's also a coached guy. It's it's one of those, it's one of those rare, rare traits where he's um, he's very, very confident, has has a lot of moxie, but he yeah. allows himself to be coached. And he allows himself to trust his teammates. He never, if you know, one thing you know, so at he's never like ball hogging. You know what I mean? He's never just one to really try and like take away the ball if another person got going. Like there were times in the game, I'm like, bro, stop, you no, know, stop defaulting to D-Lo. <laughs> d playing a horrible game right now. But that's how at he's at trust his teammates. He wants to play his role and maximize his role within the scheme, within the uh, offense, within the flow of the game. Never trying to press too much unless he feels his team needs to. Like you saw those timely buckets where you know you felt like, oh man, here comes you know Memphis, and then all of a sudden Ant comes in, makes a shifty layup, drives in, slows it down, gets to the paint and one, or gets to the line, hits a timely three. You know, slows it down, gets good step back. You know what I mean? Like he's just he the his feel for the game at such a young age is just ridiculous. Like it's absolutely ridiculous how. how, how he understands the flow of the game, when to assert himself, when to not. It's just, man, he, the guys, man, like they just feel, they feel confident. Like his confidence radiates onto everybody else. And uh, he's a perfect compliment to Mr. The veteran Pat Bed. man. Like yeah, both right. of those guys together is just, they just make everybody believe that they can win. Like that's
0: just what it is. mean, I'm looking forward to that one. Game two of that series is happening on Tuesday. 530 Pacific uh, it will be in Memphis and we'll see if they can tie it up Uh, next game, we want to talk about another highly contested one that we were kind of split on, Net Celtics. Um, we both have Celtics in six, I think. I had Celtics in seven. Seven, yeah, right. So I think it's leaning after game one. I think you may be more comfortable with what you said. Uh, took some late-game heroics. Kyrie was special in the fourth quarter. Um, what, what, what was your take on that? That was just a phenomenal game, by the way. Kyrie was special. Like I had to tweet you, hey, man, yo, yo, man. And he was like, I think we both said it. You see why these teams deal with his shenanigans, man. When that ball, <laughs> when the ball gets out there, you know, it's not better he can do what he can do. Again, it's a special shot-making display. I got to give credit to Boston. That last defensive sequence, when they had to give themselves a chance to get the game winning, that was special. Getting the ball out of a scorching hot Kyrie's hands, Tatum, Defending KD as good as I've ever seen KD be defended out in space, forcing a tough uh, leading three-pointer. And then Marcus Smart, I-, I don't know how he figured he had enough time to get that pass off. But get it yeah. to Tatum, Tatum with the quick spin, gets it up. We may be in for an instant classic with this series, man. So, fortunately, it's, it's in round one, but that's where the chips fell. But just in general, what, what, what was your feel on this game?
1: But exactly how I thought it would be, war. <laughs> right
0: on war. That's exactly what
1: I expected from this series. Both teams, I mean, Kyrie and KD, you already know what they're about. Uh, but Tatum and Brown, especially Tatum, they just feel super confident, especially when it comes to playing Brooklyn. I told that to Paul, that, man, Tatum just, he feels the confidence. He, he's up for the challenge when he sees Kevin Durant. He sees the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it's, just, it's just something about the way he approaches that, that team. It's it's, re- it's just different. It, I, I just think from mentally it's just different the way Jason Tam approaches the Nets and why I see him play other teams. Like, he is very aggressive. He's very willing to take the tides on both ends uh, and just challenge KD on both sides of the ball. And then just, you know, to see – you know, one of the things I always talked about with Boston, their issue being what, market Smart Jumpers, just never a good offense. Uh, that was just a fantastic – you know under pressure thing for smart man, four seconds left you he's the type who's prone to taking that type of hero ball shot to be in the moment pump fed, get two guys up, not bring it back up, attack the numbers and get it to the to the to the best player on your team for an easier shot man that was just I mean that's just excellent play uh play execution in the moment this is gonna be a great series because um Kyrie Katie, Katie's not gonna play like this every series. Uh, you know he's going to have his series where he, he – his games where he imposes his will. But the Boston Celtics players are not scared at, at
0: all. You saw Horford, man. Man, I was, I was just going there. Turn back, back the clock, clock game, a vintage game, 20-15, uh, two for two on threes, eight for, 13, eight for 13 shooting, 20 points, 15 rebounds, two assists, only one turnover, was a plus eight on the day. It's, a, it's really a special game from him. I think part of that is he played forty-one minutes to at his age, which is crazy. But that's the, that. That was the Rob Will
1: uh, during regular season probably kept his legs fresh. Right. And, uh, I wanted to bring up a point. Um, honestly, I think for a series like this too, funny enough, and I told, I kind of talked about this. People, I, I said I think Horford is actually better for the Nets than I think Rob Will is, just because his versatility on both ends of, of the of the floor. Uh, Rob Will is definitely a switchy guy, bouncy guy, but Horford I think is more. Uh, it's, it's definitely very, very intelligent with his positioning. Uh, he's also he's also he's also been a really really good switch big from a lot of his career. And then offense, you know what he can do, spacing the floor, hitting the mid-range. I, he provides a lot of versatility that I, I don't think Rob Will would have provided on that end. And I think that matters when you play a team like the Nets when you know they have that type of firepower. So honestly, I think Horford was really the better matchup for the Nets for them in the big perspective. I think Rob Will hurts him when he starts the getting, getting beads. And you start getting the Giants, although Horford is good at guarding both those guys, but you know, he's just his age, you know. What I mean, it starts to get you in trouble there. But yeah, I I I like the Celtics overall, but at the same time, you know who the Nets have: KD, Kyrie, Seth, Curry can go off at any single time. There's the rumors of Ben Simmons probably coming back game three, but even then, like I was telling somebody. That's such a risk because of his offensive play style.
0: I was want to say are you are you sure the team you want to bring it back? Is Boston? I remember some of these Boston series that he's played. Bro, that,
1: it, <laughs> like like if like I told somebody like if Antetokounmpo was like a rim running big where you could just input in there, and you could just take his defense and then just feed him dump downs and stuff on offense. Then yeah, of course that would be that would be perfect. But the thing is, yeah, he's going to give you some, a great amount of versatility defensively right off the bat. Maybe uh, uh, most likely. But offensively, you know his skill set is is very unique, and he has you have to tell your offense a certain way to make him effective. Like, that's not something you're gonna do in a wars like series. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to advance from the first like that's not something you just do like at all, like with no chemistry. Like, right? That's not gonna
0: happen. Yeah, I think I think you're 100 right with that. Not only that, on top of that, you ask him to go right into high leverage basketball with no build yeah. up yeah. on his side too. So that's something else to consider. Um, man, I'm, I'm with you going back to your Katie point, uh, 24, 23 points or 24 shots, kind of unheard of from him. He'll definitely get better there. Game two of that series is Wednesday, 4 p.m. Definitely looking forward to that. Let's move on to, I think the one series we had, did had different when it was in Toronto, Philly, definitely looking good on your, your end. Uh, it was ugly. Pretty much all your talking points came to fruition. Great call on the Maxi Maxi deal. All the attention they gave Harden and beat left him free to play one-on-one basketball, and he just absolutely ate. Playoff debut, thirty-eight points, only two assists, but he was just playing off those guys, so it was fine. Game high, plus twenty, no turnovers, is basically in full-out, you know, scoring mode. Raptors had nothing for those guys. Actually, all their attention in B. They kept him a five for fifteen, but Harris ends up nine for fourteen. Maxie fourteen for twenty-one. Those guys obviously ate off all the attention they were giving in B. I'm a little concerned going forward because Scotty Barnes, who actually played decently in Game One, sprained his ankle is doubtful for Game Two. Raptors already have a very thin bench. Don't play too many guys when the games are close, so that gives me cause to pause. He's their probably their best perimeter uh, wing scorer at this point. I think you know Siakam is more of a you know extended like that post wing in between, but pure wing, yeah. So you know uh, my pick is on the ropes. I'm gonna ride it out, but I'm, I'm low key selling right now. It looks good for you. So, just explain what you saw in that game.
1: Yeah, for me, um, you know, like I, I told you, man, Maxie, when you're yeah. close closeouts, when they're gonna, you're gonna do all that to try and make sure Joel and B can't eat because you don't have anyone over six ten or six nine. What happens is that these this shifty guy, this quick guy who can score, who can shoot, who can get to the rim, he's gonna get favorable looks all night long. And, you know, a lot of people said something, they said that, um, oh, well, yeah, you know, uh, Nurse is going to scheme it up so Maxi doesn't score. Okay, so Maxie doesn't score. Now who gets the better looks? Embiid or Harden? Take your pick on that. You know what I mean? And it just comes down to the point, like what uh, Paul was tweeting about, what we him talked about that. They're just overwhelmed. Like, that, the, the, talent, the talent advantage was just overwhelming. Like, they basically have to be able to guard all of those guys straight up. Like, like, you know, I, I heard, I, I got you when you said they could go hard straight up. You know, if, if they if they didn't have to help off Embiid, they could have guarded actually straight up and Harry straight up and been fine. It would have been fine if they could guard everybody straight up. They can't guard Embiid straight up because they have no real right. center. Right. That was the problem. That was the problem. And that's why I said this is going to be a long series for them. Embiid's a great, is a good passing big. He's also a versatile big who we'll can go outside, inside. But you're gonna have to. To just shift your coverages all over the floor. It's not just going to be he's going to camp in you get to just do a quick double at, at, at the same spot because he always gets in the same spot. Not him. He get it anywhere and go get his. So you're to have to shift your coverages all over the place. That's going to get guys on the move on offense. going to get better looks. That's why you saw him what did he get. Remember I told you I said 25 and 10? You may not see 25, but he'll probably get more than 10. Hey, but see. look,
0: I mean, he got the same – Scoring output is twenty two or fourteen, so game scoring output is twenty five ten. <laughs> exactly right. So it's
1: like it's like I told you, man. It's just as long as they have that backup nightmare and B, it's it's just no chance for now. If the Raptors had somebody like Marcus All, like they had when they won the chip, then I would have been like, all right, I I, I got you, Raptors and six. Because it's like, okay, you put all those guys one on one, put Marcus All on and B one on one. You say go go, uh, try and cook him for most of the game and tie yourself out. it's like, okay, I see. I see what you guys are
0: talking about, but nobody over six, nine, that's not happening bro. Right. And I think the surprise for me is the Raptors actually were decent offensively. I thought they struggle a lot more to score. That was my concern. Um, but it wasn't that it was, they couldn't get a stop to save their lives. Like yep. they were just give, giving up a uh, hemorrhage and open looks. You know, those are long closeouts. As you mentioned, close not the guys who can attack closeouts like Harris in space it was decent. Maxi was decent. Maxie's really good out in space. So I think the adjustment, my adjustment would be is you got to give Maxi the attention you were given hard. Like I think Hard has clearly lost a step. I think you got to live a of hard straight up and not devote so much attention to him where he gets 14 assists. You got to make him score. You gotta make him score. You you he do he'll dot you up, you make him pass, rotate like that, heavy hard. You gotta trust one of your wings and say, hey bro guard-hardened, we're not sending that much help, make it tough, don't foul him. If he scores on you, we'll live with that because right now they're chasing and scrambling at not one guy but two. They're throwing the house at at two guys, and that's just too much to ask of a defense, in my opinion. So they got to make that adjustment. And game two, which will be tomorrow, first game, 4.30 p.m. Pacific or Monday. You guys are hearing this Monday today. 4.30 Pacific, so looking forward to that. I mean, aside from that, you know, those were the games that we were different in. There were no real, really big surprises uh, over the weekend. The biggest surprise for me uh, was the Bucks bulls game. The Bucs came out like a defending championship in the playoffs, sent the message. Bulls did, did not rattle. Um, I, I, the funny part was you see all of Lakers' Twitter kind of shedding a tear because Caruso had a special fourth quarter when the Bulls made the run, or third quarter when the Bulls made the run to tie the game, uh, taking charges, creating havoc on defense, making timely baskets, just showing that he is a legitimate, you know, playoff championship core piece and making that series tough. I just have to ask you, kind of getting that same thing we did last playoffs out the gate, with drew and chris Middleton, are you nervous about those two going forward they were over to up, overcome it last year uh does bella does those two sporadic play in the playoff give you any cause for concern for the bucks yeah
1: just, i mean it's at this point it's, it's to be expected right <laughs> so it, it comes down to will it finally hurt them um
0: I guess that's just going to depend on who they play. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think if you're the Bucs, you're fortunate Lonzo wasn't playing. You know, he's a high volume, 42% three-point shooter, and the Bulls just couldn't make it three tonight. And they got a lot of open looks. So I think on a night like tonight, you're kind of fortunate. You sneak out of there and they got to correct some things. Middleton, four for 13. Holiday, six for 16. Combined, 10 for 29. And I think the big thing is, you know, Middleton, seven turnovers. You know, he's got more turnovers than made shots. He just just can't play that way. He's got four made shots, seven turnovers. He's just got to get better. I will say this, good call on Brooke Lopez. He completely makes their defense lockdown. down. Yep. He completely He's like, he doesn't, the block shots may not be there, but you talk about somebody who deters rim attempts with verticality and putting their body in the right spot, he's excellent at that. He had DeRozan and Levine just befuddled on their drives. He's not even a big athlete, but he knows how to position himself far enough from the basket where he's not getting dunked on, close enough to deter the shot, and he just forces tough looks all over the place for these guys and putting Giannis back in his roaming role where he destroyed weak defenses on the weak side, and that's why they held that team to eighty-six points. Uh, on the other, on the Bulls side. Man, we got to talk about LaRosa, man. Once again, I remember what you. We both, about? we both asked. We was like, "Is it just going against LeBron, or is it a thing?" And man, tonight it, it was bad, man. Six for twenty-five. Just a lot of. To me, he just wasn't. He was just started pressing and taking bad shots after a while. He wasn't even trying to get easy ones, and he just killed them tonight. When they he has a normal game, you know, they kind of walk out of here and steal one, man. You know, DeRozan six for twenty five, Luka nine for twenty seven, Levine six for nineteen, and you only lose by seven, man. But man, so man, what are your thoughts on DeRozan, man? That's kind of a thing now, like that's the what you talk about. He's got to beat the allegations, man. He's not beating them. I don't think he can.
1: Uh, this is definitely not the team where he's going to do it because, uh, um, you know, we expect inconsistent play from Drew. We expect inconsistent play from
0: Milton. But guess
1: what? Everybody, the defense is back. Yes. The, the Milwaukee defense is back. So yeah. even if you get inconsistent play, they, their clamps are back. You know, their clamps are back. So it's going to be hell. It's going to be physical game going up against Milwaukee. But even if you think, you know, that Chris is going to start selling or Drew's going to start breaking you got to make your shots on them. And that's not going to be an easy task for any offense. And uh, you still got to defend them physically. And they're going to wear you out. And that and ultimately, wear you out even though, you know, Middleton and Drew selling, it, ultimately, it makes you start selling Because right. now you have to defend in a way you're not uh, accustomed to, which affects your offensive game, your offensive defense. That's what you saw with DeRozan. That's what you saw with Levine. Uh, you saw with Vucevic. Like you, you have to play a certain style defensively to, to match that team. And it takes away from your offensive game. And they're physical on defense, so it, it makes you have to work even more offensively and defensively. So that's what makes Milwaukee very tough. Uh, ever since... Um, they got swept by Miami. They just became a physical team. And I think part of that was also getting Drew Holiday, who's a physical point of uh, attack defender. Uh, so it's just – they're just very physical now. And it, it, they just wear – they wear you down, man. So even when they're having bad shooting nights, they're in the game because they're just right. defending. So –
0: Yeah, and I think that's ultimately why, you know, they're the betting favorite thus far. Yeah. They just they know how to win ugly, and that's how playoff games uh, get. So <laughs> – you can only
1: imagine what happens when their three-point shooters actually right. make their
0: shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah, tonight, tonight, 10 for 39 from three. You know, they get a normal game. It's a blowout win because of how they defended. <sighs> Ooh, man. Let's go back out west. Nuggets Warriors, we weren't surprised too much. My only takeaway from that game is I hope Joe Lacob is willing to open that checkbook because Jordan Poole is not coming back. Less than 20 M's per. So, that, that's my takeaway. I think Wiggins is expiring, right? Huh? Wiggins isn't expiring, right? He's got one more year, I believe. Yeah, so he's an expiring contract. Yeah, they'll, they'll get off his contract and they'll be able to pay for it. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I got to ask these next series. Do you see any hope for the Nuggets to make this competitive? Michael Border Jr. mentioned kind of ramping up, possibly for a later return. They just cannot hit a shot consistently outside of Jokic, which was the problem. Do you see Porter coming back kind of altering this series in any way? I, I don't. Well,
1: uh, he's going to be rusty. He, was, he wasn't even playing good when he was there. And now he's going to come back rusty off injuries. It's, it's, it's not. And uh, Jokic has now falling out of favor with many, uh, many vocal folks on social media as well. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately – it's gonna be a lot of uh, uh, slander towards Joker's uh, away this summer, off being a back-to-back MVP, back-to-back sweeps, being swept in the first round this year most likely. Um, man, it's, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. But
0: I, wait, time beat, out.
1: Did, didn't they beat they beat Dame last year? They beat Dame, but they got swept by uh, Phoenix. Oh, you mean swept
0: back? I thought you lose yeah, losing back. No, I, said, I, said okay, back. Okay. I said swept back. I said swept back back. Right.
1: It's just tough man especially when people know they can just put you in the in the pick and roll and uh and just exploit that and team i know people always say well you can put every big in the pick and roll and do that but not every every big doesn't guard it the way he does you know there are bigs that guard that <laughs> a lot better and he guards that action a lot better it makes it a lot harder on guards uh you saw it with um you kind of you saw it with uh, uh with Burke lopez right on his drop see how tough it is to score on burke lopez on his drop so it's not the same with every big. You can put every big in an action. Not every big plays defense the same. Right. And that's been the knock on Jokic that his defense is really just not that good when it comes down to the half court execute play by play. You can really exploit it. And people always will cite stats the metric or in the course of a regular season where, like I said, the regular season is up and down. You know, what I mean, if you're playing defense, the, way, all, the
0: offenses good. aren't as pointed as they not, are. They're, as they're not as
1: pointed. pointed if you're playing defense. We're playing defense a certain way in terms of positioning, active hands, and, and, and playing in a team concept, you'll be fine. Because you know what? Most teams on the night tonight aren't trying to exploit the weakness consistently, you know what I mean, to come out with a W. Because they're not trying to show all their stuff in a one regular season game. But when you go to the playoffs, when it's do or die, and every game is a must-win game for teams, teams are going to hone in on doing this, a certain specific action Consistently until it gets stopped. Like right. That's just, that's that's how teams operate in the playoffs. That's why. And then it's officiated in a different way. Yes. Slow down. Half court. Guys are able to set up their offense and set up their attacks be- better because it's not you're not flowing up and down and all that stuff. So you know, what I mean, it's just it's a lot different play style. And when it, when it's like that, teams are always going to go against what they deem as the weakest point. So you just you're always going to have to prove yourself. You know, what I mean, and that's what you, that's what it is with Jokic until teams feel like. He can really stop guys from getting to the bucket. They're always going to challenge him, right? And, you know whether he, and the thing with him is he cannot always get scored. He can have some decent plays here and there, but that's also going to tire him out for offense, which is where you know you have the guys where like the ball don't stop come in and say, well, they need a primer guy. And it's not even that point is correct. Not even necessarily in the fact that they they can't uh, play championship offense without Joe Kish leading the offensive charge. It's more for the fact that he needs to conserve his energy. You know what I mean? He needs to conserve his energy because you know he's going to get put in on de- defensive actions. You know he's a special p- a passer- a player of passing, and you want to be able to get him the ball in crunch time or in, in uh, tough situations for him to be able to dissect the defense. So you don't want him to have the ball all the time and have to guard all the time on defense. Like, you want to conserve his energy, so you do need that perimeter guy for Jokic to take the pressure off him. Like, you
0: absolutely do. So, well, that, you know, I, th- I think that's why they miss Murray so much. He did a exactly. lot of initiating, yep. right? that's what, and that's why i said murray was the main guy
1: man you know i mean everybody right, brings right. up the two match contract but, you know Mike, michael Porter junior poor jr at this point is another uh cat you know catch and shoe scorer, basically and and you know he's not even you know he still has some inconsistencies there but, and people say because he's hurt and i get that but you know he always has injury history you know what i mean so it's like right. you know what i mean so it's like the murray's the more reliable one who's gonna he's cons- gonna be that consistent outside threat for him it's gonna open the game up for everybody on on the team so uh, yeah, it's just tough on Jokic. I, I don't really blame him too much. But, uh, it, again, people say if you're that guy, you got to make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back to back MVPs. You got to you know, make I, hear it you.
0: I mean, that's lacking some context. But in the end the day, I hear you. It's a balance. That's, I mean, that's just yeah. how people look at it. Like, I, you're, I, right, I, you're right. You're right. You're I'm, right. Not, blaming no, I'm, I'm saying, not blaming him.
1: I'm not blaming him. I understand I'm,
0: it. No, I'm saying some of that is accurate. I'm just saying there's, yeah. a, there's a balance though. It's not like all the way well he just didn't get it done we got to take in the variables and understand you know the 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 variables around a situation that's all i'm saying but that's not completely incorrect as some there is a there is a you got to get it done aspect to it you got to understand the nuance around it in my opinion um staying out west jazz mavericks i think I'm, i don't know if you agree with me, but i if luka plays the mavericks are going to win this series Oh yeah. I, I'm looking at that like that, that that that's a shameful showing for for Utah in my opinion. Like I watched that game. I that, that was ridiculous. How how bad how bad they played. If Luca plays, they're they're done. And they're talking oh, about yeah. he, they're talking about um punting game two and having them play game three in Utah. If they fall down 2-0, that is tough. But the way Utah's looking, the way they were fading already during the season, they only won that game because Luka didn't play. They did not Ooh. play Absolutely. So where are you with that?
1: I mean, if Luca was there, I had this in a sweep by that I thought to myself, "Oh, we're definitely getting Luca in the second round finally this year, because right?" That, because you know it's just a bad matchup, and then, man. Man, um, credit to Rudy, bro. He willed that team to a, to a <laughs> victory. Uh, and people finally again saw. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> they're like because did, they saw that with that defensive sequence right there.
0: Yes, the video.
1: That that yes, that is what happens, and it happens <laughs> frequently with that team. All right, and and it's and man, I respect Rudy Gobert because for you to play defense like that, to put that much energy and effort, knowing that your team will hardly get you the ball when you deserve to get the ball or where you need to get the ball, that just that's a winning player in my opinion. Right. that's a winning player. That's a guy willing to do whatever it takes to win. Because you know, you know, you know, you're not probably going to get the ball as much as you would like, or you know, these guys aren't going to live for you, but you're still going to come back. You're still going to do it anyway. You're still going to play hard on both ends anyway and, and and give yourself a team a good chance to win because that's just, in, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's either in you or it's not. You know what, yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and, and yeah. it's in Rudy. He's a winning player like that in terms of effort, in terms of desire. He's a winning player, like period point blank.
0: But, yeah. Uh, for those, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the video we're referring to is uh, Rudy. And Bogdanovich got caught up in the switch. Rudy ended up having Dorian Finney-Smith in the key. Dorian Finney-Smith had no dribble, was in the key. He got Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich he. left the strong side corner to help go bare in the post against Finney-Smith, and they gave up a corner three. And Rudy completely lost it.
1: <laughs> and mind you, uh, mind you, Rudy had sat on that drive from the perimeter to the inside. Right. So he was right. in the inside, switched outside, sat on the drive, had him stuck, and then Bogdanovich had for no reason. <laughs> Decided to leave with the three point shooter to go help Rudy Gobert. Reggie Bullock,
0: a, a three point a known sniper. At a that Sniper, right? So
1: <laughs> it's like you. There's nothing you can do with 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 lapses like that. You know, what I mean, like you just and, right. and, and, you, know, and, and you know Rudy. He, he's he's gonna come back. He's gonna give the same effort, offense and defense, whether they pass it to him or not. And um, yeah, it's at this point. It's like I would like to see him on a team that would actually value his skill set.
0: both ends of the floor Uh, it was funny he's he's absolutely scary in dallas toronto or charlotte like he's he's scary on on all three of those teams so we'll see what happens with that atlanta Atlanta too yeah that yeah that too um let's talk about both these one eight matchups no surprise really in either pelicans did make a late run making it it was a six-point game in the fourth quarter Chris Paul erupts down the stretch, uh, 24th quarter points, finishes with 28. Goes absolutely crazy. Gave the Pelicans guard a master class. Uh, they're up 1-0. I picked the Suns at five. I think B.I. and C.J. maybe go nuclear once. I thought once they got comfortable in the game, knowing it was a playoff, the Pelicans were decent and, and competed. But it's just a talent deficit in that series, and I just think it'll be over and five, but you just like to see those guys get that learning experience, get the big fella back next year, and uh, run it back. But I got to give Chris Paul credit, man. You know, age 36, still putting up, you know, know, performances like that. That's special, man, regardless of who it's against. It's a playoff game. We drop a 20 in the fourth quarter. You know, that's special stuff. Also, Kings, man. We got to talk about Robert Sarver, man. You see Aiden at it again was honestly the best player on the floor until Chris Paul went nuclear. Are they going to pay this dude?
1: I mean, he better. Somebody will.
0: <laughs> that, that, that's my thing. I was like, you, you only risk ruining the chemistry by waiting if you're going to do it. I don't know what it is. Are they doing the Capella thing where they wait for a team to sign him and they match it? Or I think that's the thing. I think
1: they're willing to see how much a team is willing to go for him. I think that was the logic coming into the year. They were willing to see how much a team was really, really willing to go for Aiden. But yeah, he's going to get maxed out by somebody because a lot of teams need that type of that type of big man, especially at his age, to develop with their dynamic guards. Yeah. So I if, think the, he, the
0: the sneaky scary part about him, you know, he shot he shot thirty seven percent from three this year. Yeah, you, uh, you, <laughs> you, that's the thing coming
1: in. The thing coming in was that he had a nice jumper.
0: Yeah, know, the form, the form always looked good, correct, correct, no, correct. Cool. Yeah, man, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. To to Aiden's credit, as a young guy, with that clearly on your mind, he, he's just gone out and done his job day to day. And we might have to start playoff eight. man. People complain about him not seeming locked in during the C, regular season, you know, taking games off lapses. Tonight, man, that, that was special tonight. He was dominant. He had historically actually struggled with uh, Jonas Valanciunas of the Pelicans. A couple matchups he had struggled. He absolutely wiped the floor with him tonight. So I thought that was a good omen. That series is going to be short. Yeah, he stopped 37-3 percent this year. Um, That series is going to be short, four or five gamer. And they're going to be on the second round quite easily, in my opinion. On the other end, Miami and Atlanta. For some strange reason, people had it in their mind to pick Atlanta. Some people, a very small minority, had it in their mind to pick Atlanta because Trey is the best player in this series in a lot of people's eyes. Unfortunately, I, I don't think the game, it doesn't work like that. Uh it's five guys on the court. They're just completely overmatched from the, the, the part of the game that I saw. I saw three quarters of that. It's just – they just threw the house at Trey – rotated greatly out of that didn't let him get any space off these pick and rolls uh trey finished one for 12 It's the worst playoff game he's had you know uh in in his young career yet finished one for 12 over seven from three eight points four assists six rebounds and just atlanta's notoriously one of the worst defensive teams and plays terrible on the road so yeah no surprises there do you see atlanta even still in a game for miami
1: they could take one because Miami Miami again has those offensive slumps where they just they don't score anything um, so I could see Atlanta getting hot taking one maybe two even
0: yeah,
1: just because the heat just have offensive terrible offensive games but man they the heat too physical they play defense uh, the Atlanta really doesn't um
0: that, that yeah that's that's why I don't think it's going past that's why yeah. I think the brooms are coming out because even though Miami struggles on Offense, as bad as Len is defensively, they're going to get looks like they dropped 115 tonight. They're going to keep open looks. So, yeah, both 1-8 series possibly or probably going according to plan. Uh, Before we get out of here, let's get predictions on tomorrow's games. First one, Raptors 76ers. Scotty Barnes, again, Scotty Barnes, doubtful. Do you think Raptors tied up? We got Philly going up 2-0. Sixers
1: by double digits.
0: Again, so you don't yep. believe you don't believe Nurse making adjustments? Uh,
1: no, it's not gonna matter. He doesn't have the guys. All right,
0: no, not gonna have the yeah. horses. Yeah. You know what? I, I got it's Custer's last stand, man. I got to go with the Raptors to make it one Uh just for agendas' purposes. Game two, five thirty, NBA TV, Jazz, Mavericks, Lucas out. They've already said that they're gonna try. He's gonna try to give it a go in Game Three in Utah. Who do you have tomorrow's game? Dallas almost pulled it out on Saturday.
1: You could easily win this.
0: That's what I said.
1: <laughs> I just gotta go with Utah. They're like they're like they're, the advantages should be too much that they just need to win this game.
0: That's just what it is. I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Dallas ties it up. I will not be shocked. I'm gonna say Dallas ties it up. I, I I didn't like like it took Donovan going for thirty in the second half alone. To, to get them right. And to be fair, I, I'll give for all the flack that Donovan, I'll say for all the flack Donovan Mitchell catches all the time, he absolutely raises his game in the playoffs every year.
1: Yeah, he does. He and, does. and for
0: that, that, I think, you know, some of the criticism about his playmaking and his tunnel vision and shot selection is very valid, but I will say at the least, when the chips are on the table, you can comfortably expect to get the best version of him. I think that is very Definitely. valuable in itself. So I'll say that, but I'm gonna pick the Mavericks to win to win that game tomorrow and go one-one. It's just something about Utah, chemistry-wise, is not right with that team. Like that game was so ugly on Saturday. Like Dallas, Dallas is like upset they didn't win that game without Luke. So I'm gonna go with them. Nightcap, Denver Nuggets at Golden State Warriors. I, I think the Warriors win again comfortably. I think Denver's chance of still a game here is in Denver. Um with the home corporate role players, typically right. play better. Be better, yeah. Just thinking at Chase Center, I think that's probably the loudest I heard Chase Center rocking to. So credit to the Warrior fans who I keep roasting about the Ginger Five fan base. Y'all showed up in a playoff game. <laughs> I got to give it to you guys. But I got I got the Warriors pretty comfortably tomorrow. What about you? Yeah,
1: same thing. Warriors comfortably. Like I got the bad that um, Denver doesn't have the guys. Nothing you can do about that. Warriors winning.
0: All right, you guys, make sure you follow at It's Kings, bro, on Twitter. Myself, DJMable55 underscore MST. Subscribe, follow the pod. Again, you guys, as the playoffs and the end of the season came, you guys definitely got the numbers booming. We appreciate you guys. Anybody who ever takes the time to listen uh, throughout your day, definitely appreciate it. We definitely see the feedback. We want to respond to it. Uh, we will be back live Wednesday night on green room for live reaction to the playoff series in, uh, in motion, and be taking you know crowd questions. Um, those raptor fans, that hey, raptor fans, if you down three zero on Wednesday, man, don't run from King. He try to tell y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I was coming for his hand, yeah. but I'm just saying, don't come for him. uh Make sure you guys there. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all. We're out of here. You guys, be safe. Peace, y'all.